Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Star Wars 7x7, episode 2702. So since the whole Black Friday thing is happening today, I thought eh, maybe this would be a good day to check in on a consumer product-related situation. And so since we haven't talked about it in a few weeks, I thought I would catch up on the Bring Home the Bounty stuff that's been happening and see what new and interesting things we may have learned about Star Wars storytelling. Punch it. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy and thank you so much for joining me for it. So the Bring Home the Bounty thing, that's the multi-week merchandising crazapalooza thing that's happening, right? We are now through week seven of this whole thing and yes, the icons that they show on the website still don't matter. It's a Tusken Raider for this particular week and unless I missed it, like there's no Tusken Raider products or anything like that. So they're just having fun with the icons. I think at this point, the only ones that really are worth paying attention to are the Lucasfilm 50th anniversary thing that's happening in a couple weeks and then whatever the video game controller situation is like a week after that, I think that's the December 14th one. And so, yeah, those are the ones where eh, maybe there might be a little bit more of an indicator of what might be coming on those particular weeks. But yeah, this time and so far, not so much. And as for the stuff that they've released over the last few weeks, you know, it seems to me that we're not yet getting stuff that hints at what is to come necessarily. We're getting stuff that sort of fills in what we already have. Like, for example, there's going to be a Cobb Vanth action figure. He's the Marshal from Chapter 9 of Season 2 of The Mandalorian, the Marshal who had Boba Fett's armor prior to giving it to The Mandalorian, right? So there is a little bit about his character in the action figure introduction. It says, uh, let's see... Oh, the Marshal of Moss Pelgo, a small town on Tatooine, Cobb Vanth, has earned the trust of the townsfolk as a capable peacekeeper and leader. Now, you do have to wonder if there's any chance he might show up in the Book of Boba Fett since we're going to be on Tatooine for that. That would be kind of interesting and fun. I know Timothy Oliphant was just a you know, guest actor appearing on there, but hey, you know, who says he can't appear again? But if he does, you would imagine that 
he would be an adversary of Boba Fett, especially since Boba Fett is taking over a criminal enterprise and part of Cobb Vance activities in the Aftermath novels included getting rid of the Red Key Raiders, which were an upstart criminal organization. So yeah, if Timothy Oliphant shows up in the book of Boba Fett it is not going to be as an ally. And then, you know what? Something that we haven't talked about on the show is whether other Mandalorians are going to figure in the Book of Boba Fett. And it doesn't seem like that's the case. It does seem like it is about him taking over and rebuilding a criminal enterprise. But he is in a time where we're going to have more Mandalorian drama when Season 3 of The Mandalorian unfolds. So... You know, if all of these series are really tied together, it's hard to imagine him staying out of it. And yet, and yet, there's really no indication of him having any other connection with Mandalorians or even wanting to have any other connection with Mandalorians other than just getting his armor back and being left alone. And I suppose that might make for an appeal to bring him into some conflict later, you know, like, hey, you are part of the culture of Mandalore even if you're wanting nothing to do with it and you just wanted your suit and you just want to crime around and that sort of thing. But anyway, probably getting a little ahead of ourselves on that one. But the rest of this stuff that I wanted to flag for your attention is Mandalorian specific and it's things like for example the dark saber they have the very elite level force effects lightsaber or dark saber I guess specifically <laughs> and there's information about it but you know this one isn't particularly revealing I will say uh, it says in Star Wars lore the Mandalorian dark saber is an ancient lightsaber that serves as a powerful symbol of leadership to the Mandalorians a unique weapon with a black energy blade lined with a crackling white edge I think we kind of already know the gist of that and related to that they put out a description for a Bo-Katan action figure that was different from any other one that I've seen. This was on Entertainment Earth and as opposed to the very carefully written ones that you get coming out of Lucasfilm, this one has a little more personality. <laughs> it says, um, while you fought amongst yourselves, the Star Wars Vintage Collection Bo-Katan 3 and 3 quarter action figure studied the blade, and then it parens blades sold separately. And it says, Bo-Katan is a veteran in the Clone Wars, and as a Mandalorian warrior has seen some horrible things. The Siege of Mandalore, the Fall of the Republic, and whatever it is Grogu ate yesterday. Now that is good fun, and even though it's not the very carefully worded stuff coming out of Lucasfilm, it would have to have been approved by Lucasfilm to go live on their website. So the whole study the blade thing is the thing that I find particularly interesting. If the Darksaber was indeed taken away from Bo-Katan by Moff Gideon, then yeah, it's not necessarily just about the blade, but it's about the history and the cultural significance and relevance of it. So yeah, there's some really interesting stuff happening there. Another thing that I think we're going to want to pay a little closer attention to, this is again kind of a fill-in thing, but it may end up coming into play for Mando Season 3 as well. So stuff related to Death Watch Mandalorians has been coming out in action figure form. And so here is what they're saying. There's a couple of variations on this about various Death Watch stuff. It says the warrior clans of Mandalore were believed to have been wiped out ages ago, their tattered remnants exiled to the Concordia moon. And that actually goes back to the Clone Wars. And uh, their ways were 
resurrected and with them their legendary combat armor that was feared across the galaxy. Beskar can withstand blaster bolts, nearly impenetrable protection that made the warrior class difficult to defeat at the height of their power. So this really does kind of talk more about Clone Wars situations. Death Watch was the group of Mandalorians that broke away from the pacifist New Mandalore movement that was led by the Duchess Satine, and they wanted to continue Mandalore as a warrior society. And so, yeah, that whole thing happened, but then when Maul defeated Pre Vizsla, who was the leader of Death Watch, and took over the throne of Mandalore, Bo-Katan said, yeah, no outsiders should rule Mandalore, and with a bunch of other Death Watch folks, she basically kind of defected from the situation and started fighting against Maul as best she and her compatriots could. And there's subgroups within Death Watch, one of which is the Night Owls, and the Night Owls are sort of an elite group within Death Watch, or were an elite group within Death Watch. And it turns out that uh, Koska Reeves and Axe Wobes that we also met in Season 2 of The Mandalorian, they are part of the Night Owls as well. So Bo-Katan is still running the Night Owls, and there was some merch early on in this Bring Home the Bounty stuff that featured a Night Owls design. It was not actually, like, action figure-like, so from a description standpoint, there wasn't any information that would have given us more detail about the Night Owls and how Lucasfilm is thinking about them and positioning them right now. But I must say, it seems like that's something that we ought to be seeing a little bit more of down the line. I mean, yeah, I can't imagine them not giving us more detail about the Night Owls because that's who we're dealing with here, basically. And if it turns out that some form of Death Watch still exists and the Night Owls are separate from it, well, then we're going to get into more complicated Mandalorian drama as a result. So, so yeah, a little bit more info would be great. And there's one last thing that's come out over the last couple of weeks that, you know, again, also kind of fills in stuff. It's a Mandalorian Starfighter, which comes with a brand new, so this is a Lego thing, by the way, comes with a brand new Bo-Katan figure, but also a Gar Saxon figure and a Mandalorian Loyalist, whatever that is. We presume that it has something to do with, again, back in the Clone War, well, it would be back in the Clone Wars, and Gar Saxon was allying with the bad guys, and then into Star Wars Rebels, where Sabine Wren ultimately defeated Gar Saxon in single combat, and then Ursa, her mother, killed Gar Saxon. So, yeah, that ignited a bit of a civil war, if you will, within the Mandalorian clans and so forth. So, yeah, there's going to be a lot of deep stuff about Mandalorian history coming up over the next little while, I think. And, yeah, it may not necessarily play as well for the Book of Boba Fett, but it does kind of set things up for Season 3 of The Mandalorian. And so, yeah, there you go. That's what I've got for you looking at the Bring Home the Bounty stuff that's come out over the last few weeks. Not a heck of a lot of new storytelling details, but kind of interesting to see what they're putting out there for us and how, you know, they're positioning us to think about the potential story arcs and events that are coming down the line. And that's going to do it for this episode of the show. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always. And may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. 7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited, other respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? 
Ew, seriously. They squeeze the grease out of the wool and process it with chemicals, and then you eat it. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, the company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I got rid of products I didn't want anywhere near my body. I found that many multivitamins contain high amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and even lacked some of the nutrients we actually needed. So what did I do? At four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual because all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. Ritual's products are made traceable, meaning we share the science and sourcing for every single ingredient. For example, our vegan vitamin D3 comes from sustainably harvested lichen in Nottingham, England, not sheep. We trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. See for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. 